Hi, everybody. I am Chuck Peters, and we are here at KMC, LifeWay's Kids Ministry Conference in the Music City Center in the heart of Nashville, Tennessee. We've got all kinds of activity going on and breakout sessions and seminars and some fantastic uh, thinkers from the world of kids ministry who have gathered here in Nashville uh, to share uh, tips and tricks and ideas and inspiration with the attendees here at KMC. I have the opportunity to sit down today with Heidi Hensley. Heidi is the children's pastor at Bayside Church in Sacramento, California, with a couple thousand kids a weekend in your program, (laughs) and we are talking about delegation. And so, Heidi, tell us a bit about yourself uh, as a leader, and uh, what is it about uh, kids' ministry that makes some people think they have to do it all themselves? Mm. I think ministry in general, we have that misconception. Um, Children's ministry especially, uh, I think we all enjoy the children's ministers I've met, we all enjoy what we do. We love what we do. And it's easy to get caught up in wanting to get your hands in all the things you enjoy. Um, I think where I find my personal joy is handing those things over and seeing somebody else grow as a result of them. Um, so that's kind of my leadership style. I'm, I'm more a leader of leaders. And then as I can, I'll run into a room of three-year-olds, stir them up, and then, of course, I leave it to the best people that I can, which is my staff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a leader at Bayside Church in Granite Bay. We do have a campus in the Sacramento area, so we have um, four campuses. And aside from that, I'm a mom of boys and wife to a police officer. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, when I, when I think about this, uh, the concept of delegation, I always think back to uh, to Moses. Mm-hmm. Right, and Moses is there, and he has all the people who are coming to him from sunup to sundown every day, and he's trying to deal with every problem that they bring. And Jethro, his father-in-law, comes and says, this is not good. Right. And he says, you, you need to get other people <laughs> to help you with this. Is that, is that uh, something that you think has application in kids' ministry? I think it absolutely has application in kids' ministry. Um, I think it is physically harder to do everything in kids' ministry because it's active. Hmm. So you will burn yourself out. Um, you, won't be giving yourself, you won't be giving 100% of yourself to anything. Um, so I think there's that application too. So I think the importance of delegation as far as like the whole Moses story, definitely. And I think that's where some of that came from because they knew that they had to continue their story. They knew that they had to continue to hand this down to generations. And you will never do that if you're retaining it all for yourself. Well, uh, what are some, uh, for the, the kid's pastor who's listening now, who is maybe a bit of a person who has their fingers in everything, right, or has a hard time letting go, um, what, what kind of encouragement would you have? How do, we, how do we move from, or how do I know it's time for me to delegate rather than to continue doing it? Mm-hmm. The cool part about delegation is it doesn't matter if you're pastoring or a children's pastor or a children's director of a church of 20 or 20,000. The principle is the same. Um, it is to raise people up that you see their giftings um, and hand stuff over to them. Um, sorry, I lost that. What was the That's okay. <laughs> You're going to have to edit that part, buddy. How, um, how do we know? As a kids pastor, it, it, I'm just stressed out all the time. How do I, is delegation the answer? How do I know if it's time for me to oh, let go of something? Okay. So the, the way to know if it's time is, first of all, you, you will feel frazzled. <laughs> you will feel like you are stretched in too many areas. The other, the other true indicator that it's time to delegate is if you get sick at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning and something flops. 
if something doesn't happen because you didn't enter the building, um, you haven't cross-trained people, you haven't delegated well, um, that's going to be your first sign that, that you're in trouble. Or if you just have that overwhelming sense that I can't get sick, I don't have time to get sick, that's a sign that it's time to hand some things off, some, some cross-training, raising some people up. Mm. Yep. So I would think that the, the actual delegation of tasks would have to come with some amount of trust. Yes. Right, because you're not just going to release things to just no. anyone. So tell me a little bit about how do you qualify someone? What do you do to raise up someone who, uh, who is ready to take on responsibility? Mm -hmm. So we believe in pre-training our people, um, training in a way that is not training them for something they've signed up for. We're hopefully training people that don't even know they're going to be our storytellers soon. Uh, we do a quarterly training, and it really is kind of an open invitation to come serve in children's ministry. So the goal is you're going to come in, you're going to hear about everything we do. You'll get a taste of maybe the storytelling team, a taste of the small group team, all this kind of stuff. And then whatever piques your interest on, on a level that is either your spiritual giftings or just your natural, this is what I do, that's where you're going to start going, and you will be pre-trained to do that. that that's kind of how we start. And then, of course... We'll pull people in just when you observe them being awesome at something. <laughs> so, you, so you're involving them in many mm -hmm. things, and then there's an evaluation that you're doing, right? So you're watching. Yes. Uh, so, and what, what kind of things are you looking for? We are looking, so when you come into our building at Bayside, um, there is a team of about 10 people who greet you, they check you in, they go through the whole process. If you're a new family, you get a tour of the building, a small gift, and then we walk you to the class and explain everything. So those people who come in and you know maybe the line isn't going very fast and they're making fun, they're they're keeping the mood light and they're just interacting with the people around them, those are my favorite people to grab a hold of because those are the people who typically want nothing to do with teaching a class. They're not really certain of their own abilities, but they make people comfortable. And the first step of coming to church, especially when you're new, is do I fit here? And they just have this natural knack to make people feel like they fit, like they belong. So we'll grab a hold of people like that. Um, our parents are, are starting to serve once a quarter in the classrooms. And of course, anytime you put a parent in the classroom, you're just going to see their natural giftedness come out, whether it's singing with the kids and jumping right in or just a natural comfort level for jumping into the story. Um, so we just, we just watch see what we have. So when it is time to, if you've identified a person that uh -huh. you think this is a person that I can delegate some responsibility to, how do you go about uh, dispensing that responsibility? Do you just give them everything? <laughs> is there a, uh, are there steps along the way that you take to begin with that? Give us some, uh, some ideas of, of how you do that. Yeah, so we actually have an, a whole onboarding process. Um, the onboarding process, to be in our building in a room, you have to be live scanned or background checked um, anyway. So that's, that part's assumed to have been done. Um, the next step would be to, to put them alongside somebody that's seasoned. So, you know, that lady that's taught Sunday school for 32 years, your goal should be to clone her. <laughs> so take, you know, that college student that shows signs of that and put, put them alongside her and let, let them, you know, rub up to where they're getting pieces of that on mm -hmm. them and, and they're starting to take some of her DNA in that way. And so that's what we start with. After that shadow mode, then we start to release a little bit. Maybe it is, for example, a storyteller. We will start with letting them host the session, just getting them warm on the stage and, and letting them know the structure. And then they will actually meet with some of our storytellers, learn our process, learn how our curriculum works and how to communicate the story effectively to their age group. And then we'll let them do a session, obviously with observations. Their, their shadow person is with them. 
and then beyond that, if it looked great, then we put them on our regular rotation. So it's never a moment. I think the two important things when you're delegating is we have this tendency in children's ministry to put somebody in a room and there's the feeling that we're never going to come back, you know, the mm. abandonment yeah. piece. Um, we never do that. We put them in a room. And first of all, we, don't, we never put them in a room alone. You have somebody by your side. And our people know you always have the freedom to say, this isn't where I fit. And we reassign from there. And I think you get more commitment from people and you raise up some really cool leaders when you have them in their place that is their design. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So talk a bit about the benefits or the pros and cons of delegating. <laughs> Let's look at it that way, right? Because many people who get into kids' ministry do so because they're good at interacting with kids mm -hmm. and teaching the class and doing doing the ministry. Yeah. And it can feel like when I delegate to someone else that I'm not doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. So help reconcile for us the, the struggle of letting go and the benefits that come with empowering others. Yes, you're stepping on my toes. Um, <laughs> this is, I love to be in a room of kids. I absolutely love to be in a room of kids. And whether it's leading worship, telling the story, playing the games, there is that side of me that goes, no, I want to do it all. <laughs> this yeah. is the part I love. But the, the part that I, I don't sometimes initially see but I know is there is there are different personality types that are going to speak to kids I will never reach. So part of that is for the safety of the leader. You need to you need to have your rest time. You need to have time to fill your own cup and invest in others. And that requires letting go of some things. But paired with that, you will put somebody in a room that is a completely different personality than you. And they're going to connect to a kid that you never was able to reach. And so that is probably one of the most important pieces of that. Well, I guess another conception, maybe a misconception, would be that once I delegate something, mm -hmm. I, I can like go have coffee while the ministry happens, right? <laughs> no. I delegated that. I'm done. So it's, what's, how does your responsibility change? Or what, what's your new role? So once I've delegated that to somebody, what do I do now? I still have to maintain quality control. How would you interpret that? Yeah, I would interpret that with my job description, actually. <laughs> um, it's funny because I, one of my sons asked me the other day, they're like, so what do you do on Sunday? I really have no job description for the weekend. Uh, my goal is to make sure everything is covered during the week. My leaders are trained well. They have their resources. Things are prepped. We're ready for, we'll see 160 volunteers come through over the course of our six weekend services. So making sure that things like you said, our quality control ready yeah. is important. And then on Sunday, I'm really just there to be their cheerleader. I pull them aside at 7.45. At, there's two times where I pull them aside. We huddle up, we pray, we celebrate some volunteers, and we rally, and then we do this whole chant of, you know, Bayside Kids, you know, that whole thing. And then you, then you unleash them. And the goal is that you actually are unleashing them. And then really on Sunday what I do is I – I go through and I peel children off of parents that are having a hard time going to the rooms. <laughs> I encourage parents to go to service and leave them. They will be fine. They will stop crying. So I do a lot of that kind of stuff, like you said, the quality control. But the part I love the most is all of my leaders and 160 volunteers and 20-something staff, they know I have their back. They know that at no point should something come crashing down there on their own. And that is my job on Sundays. And that's because I don't have my hands tied to one room needing to teach. So it's actually freeing in a sense. It's very freeing. 
Yeah. And so then you're freed up to lead your leaders yep. and to lean on relational connections with mm -hmm. parents and others, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. And that really is the other way that you're only seeing those people who, like I said, are, are friendly in the foyer because I'm out there, you know, so I, I get to see them. So, yeah. Okay, so what advice would you give to that kid's pastor <laughs> who's doing too much right now, but they're having a hard time letting go? Yeah. What's, what's your word to the wise? Word to the wise is to find a piece, because chances are if you're in that position, you're managing a lot of things that you love. Mm. Find something that you love and hand it over. And don't, don't take the bottom of the barrel. Don't take the mundane tasks, like the cutting out 5,000 hearts before Sunday. Um, we all know it needs to be done and somebody will do it. You know, don't, don't slide things off your plate that you just don't want to do. Take something you love in ministry and hand it over to somebody and let them build up. Pour into them and let them make it cool. Chances are two things, that they're going to make it better than you ever could. Mm. Um, because I think sometimes we, we become a little protective of our territory mm -hmm. <laughs> in ministry. Yeah, sure. And we, we fail to realize that God has surrounded us both with staff and volunteers that have talents that surpass ours in some areas. Mm -hmm. I, love, I love creative design, but I've got some crazy talented college kids that will design a flyer better than I could ever even imagine. Mm -hmm. So handing that over, not only did I just take a huge piece off my plate, but now somebody did it, they did it well, and I can brag on them for it. So... You know, it's, it's good. And they're owning a piece of the ministry when you do that. And people so buy into ministry as a, as a volunteer when they own part of it. They do. Yeah. Yeah. How great. Well, Heidi, thank you for your time. Uh, delegate, don't wait. Right? <laughs> delegate, Maybe don't wait. Don't, don't hesitate. Delegate. Do Maybe that. there's something yes. there yes. for your next book. Well, <laughs> listener, thank you very much for being with us here on the Lifeway Kids podcast. Again, I'm Chuck Peters. And we as a team are praying that God will use you in ways that are bigger than you can imagine to reach more kids and families than you ever thought possible with the hope of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here next time on the Life with Kids podcast.